This, um, I'm sorry, it's coming off. <laughs> All these wonderful little things that happen. <laughs> As you can tell, I don't do steps well. <laughs> I am Reverend Violet Davidson. My husband Randy is here with me. He's the one that helps me with everything. <laughs> so give him a hand. Let us pray. God, our Father, we lift to you those who are ill and those are who are in need of your healing touch. We pray for the families throughout our country that have lost loved ones through senseless ways. We pray for those who are engaged in a war with so many people losing their loved ones. Be with each and every one of the families in their time of grief and help them to know that Christ understands their needs and will walk with them during this time. I pray that the sermon I will be giving will be one that speaks to the hearts of all who need to ask forgiveness for the sin. In the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. The disciples, first of all, it's um, the day that the disciples finally found out what God was telling them. And they knew that Christ had told all of the disciples to remain where they were. Now, how many of you have decided, well, I think I'm going to go another way? Anybody? Nobody does that? Oh, there are some. That's what we do as people, isn't it? Sometimes we just don't want to wait. We celebrate the day of Pentecost today because the disciples were in a room and they saw the, what looked like flames of fire coming down on them. And they were amazed. And that time was when the Holy Spirit came down on them in a way that would enable them to serve more people than they ever thought possible. Our scripture this morning is from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. You may follow on the screen or with your own Bibles, whichever way you'd like to do. Our Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. You may follow along, as I said. If you have a Bible with you, I encourage you to use your Bible. The Holy Bible is what we all need to be looking at, reading, and learning from every single day. The Holy Spirit came, and the all of the different disciples were wondering 
When is this going to happen? They were in that upper room and they did not think anything more was going to happen. They're just like us, or we are just like them. Whereas we think we should get gratification right away. Doesn't matter what we're doing or how we're doing it, we want to feel good about it. Well, the disciples weren't many, much different than any of us, were they? Suddenly, on the day of Pentecost, together in one place, a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each one of them. That might be a little bit scary, thinking of tongues of fire coming down on us. But God knew what he was doing. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and it rested upon each one of them. They began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them. They were staying in Jerusalem and there were God-fearing Jews and Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard the sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in their own native language. Utterly amazed, they asked, are not all of these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of them hears it in our own language? Boy, that would be something, wouldn't it? They would all wonder, how can we be speaking to people and have them hear different languages? They were native languages for Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, I can never I can never tell these names very well. Pamphylia, Egypt, and parts of Libya, belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, but, and both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in our own tongue the mighty works of God. And all were perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others, mocking, said, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk as you suppose. For as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered by the prophet Joel. We don't like to listen to other people, do we? Even today, if we read something in the Bible that we don't particularly like, we might just flip a few more pages and say, that's okay, I'm not going to bother to read that part. 
But Joel declared, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and your men shall see visions and dream dreams. Every male servant and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire, vapor and smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood. Before the day of the Lord comes, the great magnificent day, and it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the Lord will be saved. There are so many people that never call on the Lord. They think they're going to get everything done by their own way. And that's not necessarily going to happen. But yet, that's the way our time is. If we want something, we want it now. If we want to change our mind instead of believing in Christ, that's the way they want it. But we know, as in Romans 8.14, in our United Methodist Beliefs books, page 39, in case you've never read that book, it's a very good book to read. The Spirit brings Jesus Christ into our midst and gives us new life. And all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. We are children of God. God does not want bad things to happen to us. The world does that to us. We know that calling on the Lord also comes with the knowledge that the Lord wants us and empowers us to live as we should. One of my favorite professors is Reverend John Tyson, and he has gone through to extensive research on both the writing of John and Charles Wesley. And they are one of the most important people that we could know because they came to our country. They didn't stay in the Church of England. They were having some problems there, but they came here so that we would be able to understand that Christ loves them as well as everyone else. We often forget about the Holy Spirit, don't we? And yet, we know that the Holy Spirit is the one who guides us, who takes hold of us, who wants us to do whatever God has planned for them to do. And they can do that. We can do that by the power of the Holy Spirit. John Tyson worked, as I said, with his and his brother Childs has written hymns that many of us have known throughout the ages. Excuse me, because I have to have a drink of water. I 
I don't know about you, but I sometimes have very dry Well, so the people that John was writing to and speaking to were outside the church. Can you imagine that? They weren't allowed in the church only because they could not fill the basket that said, I have paid my dues and I can't give any more. They'd be kicked out of the Church of England. And John was so tired of this that he decided he was going to preach right outside the windows of the Anglican church. And he did that. He stood on rocks, he stood on whatever was given to him, rain or shine. John Wesley spoke the word of God to these people. And these people were the downtrodden the ones who worked in mines or wherever else they might have found a place to work. And maybe they didn't even have a place. Maybe they were very poor. And they would think, why would anybody care about me? But God cares. Just like he cares people here today. We can't stop loving people because we don't like the way they are. We have to continue to love others just the way that God has loved us. Charles and John understood provenient grace, that grace that is there for us. And they know, and we know, that God will forgive us our sins if we ask them to. Some of us may feel like they don't have any sins. But you know, thoughts can be sins in many ways. Different ways that people think about things can be not very nice. So, rather than making all those people pay a pew tax, they would, John and Wes, uh, his brother, Charles, would go out and preach. And there was one day where Charles Wesley finally understood the grace that God had given him. And he knew that he and his brother both needed to come here so that we would have the same information that God wanted us to have that we could be saved by the grace of God. Well, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about with saving grace, but that's what we have all received, the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is the most important thing that we can ever have. And God wants us, any one of us who does not understand that we are saved by grace. John wrote in his sermons, in order that those who wanted to share their faith with others, he knew they could not pay to have those sermons, and so he 
gave them to people to go out, whether it was to their families or whether it was to their countryside, whatever it was, where people did not understand the grace of Christ. He wanted them to know it. And so, John and Charles are really two of the greatest founders of our Christian faith. We need to be like them. Everything that we do should be to the glory of God. We do not want to think about things like that. But sometimes we need to. John just wanted to be certain that people everywhere could be saved. And he knew, like I said, they, they rode on horseback and they came to America and they gave the sermons to people who could go a long distance. What a blessing that was for people who hadn't seen a preacher in years. They knew after these sermons that they could be saved. I know that there's terrible things happening in our world today. There are horrific things. And to know that people who only want to hurt children or other people continue to do that. How many have we had over the last few days? It's horrible. And God does not want people to act like that. But they're going by what Satan has given them. Satan has taken hold of them and the only thing that we can do about that is to pray for those people. We may not like those people for what they have done, but we may be the only people that can ever pray with those terrible people that have hurt others. And there are so many different ways that we can hurt others. And I was part of the Royal Family Kids Camp for the first and second years and we saw terrible things that those children would do. And they thought that was the way they should live. By the grace of God, there were three children. Two of them could come and they were of age. The other one was too young. They came and they were adopted. Praise God for that. We know that people have children that don't understand what they're supposed to be doing with that child. And sometimes they're completely neglecting those children. Royal Family Kids Camp is something dear to my heart. And I know that people need to keep children especially dear to their heart. And if you have people in your family that don't believe in Jesus, we need to help them understand in a way that won't turn them away from God. We have to figure out how we can talk to these people and let them know that God loves them and Jesus has forgiven their sin on the cross. That's what it's all about. And if we don't let them know, who is going to? 
How are they going to go out and know that Christ loves every person? Through forgiveness of their sin, they will be with him in heaven just as our hope is that we will be in heaven. And I believe everyone here already knows that. But there are too many people who've never heard the gospel read to them. Well, we need to encourage people to come to church, give them a ride, give them a card, write a letter saying, I miss you. Not just a, a card that is laying out in a sanctuary or something and so you grab it, but something that is meaningful for them. I'll come and bring you to church. I'll come and you can sit with me in church. It doesn't matter what their clothes are. That's not important. What God wants is for us to know what we can do to help others come to know Christ. Jesus understood that he was on that cross in Calvary so that others might be saved. May it be so in your life and in mine. Amen. At this point, I believe we're having the doxology and there are um, tables outside that you can come to. Okay. We will also be having our um, great Thanksgiving and... We will be doing it down here so that I don't trip over anything. <laughs> if the servers will come forward. It is right and good and a joyful thing always and everywhere to give you thanks. God of spirit and flesh, God of heaven and earth, God of grape and grain, it was your presence that infused this world with joy and opened a sacred space for the spirit to sow seeds of fruit forthcoming. And so with them and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Congregation. Holy are you and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ, who even now walks with us in love, sings to us of compassion and forgiveness, stands firm with us for justice and mercy, nourishes us in, with grape and grain, and gives himself for our sake and all of creation. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, Jesus took the bread
broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. He gave thanks and gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from all of this, for it is my blood of the new covenant for the um, remembrance of sin. The blood of Christ for you. And 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 the blood of Christ for you. You may go to your stations. I don't know who goes where, so. And you take those. You. I've never led this part before here, so I'm trying to find out who has what. <laughs> You've got that one? Okay. And do you have yours? Okay. Thank you. Also, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a bold and living sacrifice alongside the vast communion of saints and in union with Christ's offering for us. We proclaim the mystery of faith. Congregation. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world, the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. Recreate us in your image as we encounter you at your table today so our lives might ignite a love to light the world where heavy hearts shiver in lonely cold. Let your presence pressing through us, infuse us in this world with joy. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, and with your Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, loving Father, now and forever. All amen. There are stations for gluten-free on that end, and there are other stations right along. So you may come as you are able. And if any... <clears throat> oh.
If anyone wants prayers, I'll come over here. Thank you. 